Hi, I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and this is episode 180 of the Dying to Ask podcast. I do not know what I have been talking about to fill 180 episodes, but the fact that people are listening is still super thrilling to me. <laughs> I do love working on this show. In fact, every once in a while these days, I get recognized for the podcast before my job on TV, which is only a big deal because I've been doing TV in Sacramento for a really long time. So if you've been around for a while, you probably stumbled across me while flipping channels. But um, usually it happens at either a kid's sport or maybe in line at the grocery store and somebody hears my voice before they look up and maybe see my face. And I love it. Are you, are you the girl from the podcast? Yes, I am. Love that. Especially love it when you call me a girl. I do. I mentioned last week that we are going to go ahead with that idea of doing series here on the show. So the idea is each month-ish, we will pick a topic and we'll have a series of guests who all contribute to our understanding of that topic. So this month's series, January, we're focusing on ways to help people with goals, resolutions, or maybe mantras that you've decided to set for yourself for 2023. So last week we did a show on singular focus, that idea of doing one thing to completion um, without having any other distractions, so no multitasking. And that episode definitely resonated with you because we hit top 175 on Apple Podcasts for self-improvement, which is a huge deal. And since we had taken a bit of a break for the show over the holidays, to come back and go top 200 that quickly just like made my week, really did. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. This week, we continue the theme. And this week, we've got a little bit of a pat on the back for the show and also some ideas on how we can get a little more energy into our singular focus. So do you remember episode 161? It was an episode called Five Ways to Reduce Stress by Walking More. The gist of it was the science behind how exercise, even walking, can boost your creativity. This week, I'm driving into work and I'm listening to a news podcast that I listen on my drive into work and I hear one of those buzzy terms that seems like it comes out of nowhere, you know, like quiet quitting. Well, this is one of those, those terms that came out of nowhere. I will tell you, though, it's always a medical study, almost always. And I saw it on all the morning shows that day. The term was activity snacks. What is an activity snack? It's basically a thing you do, an activity, for a really short period of time, and it gives you this boost of energy, like a snack. So activity snacks. Today's show did an extended segment on it, and people were like, wow, that's life-changing. Okay, we had it on the show like a couple months ago, but okay, we'll call it activity snacks. <laughs> Throw a study behind it, and we'll move on. So this week, we're taking a closer look, a little deep dive into the study that got all of this attention, and we'll talk about some ways you can get a little bit more snacky in your day. I have actually been doing these little activity snacks, we'll call them, with my colleague Eileen Javora for a while, and we use it to debrief about the shows and to come up with ideas for the way we're covering things. It's super productive, does not take a long time, and a little later in the episode, I'm going to take you on our activity snack. So, real quick. I got major grief here at the TV station because I created an entire show about walking and people teased me big time. Are you seriously doing an episode about walking? Yes, I did. And yes, I am again. And I'm not the only one. <laughs> the life-changing, energy-harnessing power of activity snacks is what we're talking about on this week's Dying to Ask podcast. 
Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. A few years back in the before times, that's what I call pre-pandemic, there was this new catchy health slogan that started circulating. And what it said was, sitting is the new smoking, which seemed a little extreme to me. But Dr. James Levine at the Mayo Clinic back in 2018 said that It was basically this research that had discovered how much Americans are on their butts every day and how much of a hit our health was taking because of it. So his research back in 2018 showed 11 hours of the day were sitting, not doing anything. And then presumably you're horizontal and sleeping, you know, a chunk of that, you know, beyond that. So sedentary for a lot of the day. And the result of all that sitting and not moving pretty horrendous for your health. So he was linking it to things like obesity, heart attack, stroke, cancer. I mean, like everything seemed to be coming down to the fact that we were sitting too much. So flash forward a couple of years and a pandemic, and we've got a new catchy health phrase, and that one is activity snacks. And it's exactly like what you think it is. It's a little break that can have a big impact. And there is another smart doc who has got some really interesting data to back this up. This is not rocket science. It's borderline more important. And for whatever reason, it's really, really hard for us to move without being told to. So this doctor's name is Dr. Keith Diaz. He is an associate professor of behavioral medicine at Columbia University. So here's what Dr. Diaz did. He brought volunteers into a lab and he had them sit in a chair for eight hours. It was an ergonomic chair, don't worry, but he had them sit for eight hours. And then he basically gave them a plan of what they were going to be doing during that time. So they only got up for bathroom breaks and then whatever activity snack that they had been assigned to for that hour. So this was, for his study, the way I understand it, a walk break, but different people had different times they were walking. So some of them got up and they took like a one-minute lap, and then some of them were taking five minutes every 30 minutes. So it was a little bit different for everybody. But what he did was he tracked their blood sugar and their blood pressure every hour as well. So bottom line, I'm leaving out all the like true science of his study. But the bottom line was, big picture, there is benefit for everybody who got up and moved. And he found things like blood pressure didn't spike as much, that the bodies responded differently and better to meals. So that was super helpful, you know, for people who deal with insulin issues, diabetics. Every activity snack, whether it was one minute or many minutes, had a positive impact on physical and mental health. And also productivity, creativity, and all those, you know, itties that we are always trying to work on. It was good. There was no downside. So that's really good, right? I mean, like any scientific study where there's no downside, nothing bad is a really good thing. Walking is really good for you. Now, the question is, what do you do with a study like this and why should you care? So I would argue if you're an employer 
getting up and moving and getting your people moving is probably a really good idea because you want them to be fresh. You want them to be engaged. You want them to be healthy, right? If you are someone at home who is maybe working from home and you need to have some creativity, it gets kind of difficult to do that when you don't have the intellectual creativity that automatically comes from interacting with people. So sometimes, you know, your brain gets turned on because of a conversation with somebody. So one way around this is just to get up and move. And it helps keep you fresh mentally. It helps boost your mood by getting a little bit of that uh, endorphin, not necessarily a rush if you're just walking, but, you know, just a little bit of a boost. And so everybody agrees walking is good. Now, for whatever reason, we now have to be told to get up and move. (laughs) For whatever reason we've gotten there, that's where we are. So I have been doing this for a long time because of my hours. I get up a lot. I don't like sitting still. And so for me, I might go walk around the building. I might go upstairs to go visit other colleagues. I might go take the steps. I might go walk out to my car. I might just take a lap around the building. Or sometimes I just literally get up and move around the newsroom. And for me, it just kind of wakes me up a little bit. Um, So I wanted to just share a little bit of that because I have a couple of colleagues who started doing that in the last couple of years, and they've found some really good benefits. And one of my colleagues who routinely is preaching about the power of the walk is meteorologist Eileen Javora. And so sometimes after the morning shows, we'll take five, 10 minutes, and we'll go just take a little lap in the neighborhood, and we'll just bounce ideas off of each other if we're working on things for work. We'll debrief. We'll take our little meeting that we might have had in the green room or in the newsroom, and we will take it on the road, take the show on the road. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to take you along on our activity snack. So as you listen to this, number one, keep in mind that I'm literally walking, holding a tiny little microphone with an iPhone. (laughs) So the audio is not going to be as perfect as it is right now. We are walking down the street. You're going to hear all the street sounds. But this entire clip is not very long. It's maybe seven minutes of our conversation. And I think you'll find that it's kind of interesting to hear the energy and our voices as we take that walk. And Eileen will explain to you how she uses these activity snacks, why she's such a big fan, and what she gets out of incorporating them into her day. I can't even imagine what anybody driving down the street thinks I'm doing right now with you. <laughs> they're either thinking you're like harming me or or those or who I'm are in trouble. Or those who are really interesting that they think their walk is that broadcastable, yes. but today it actually is cuz today we're talking about activity snacks and the funny thing about it is there's this whole big study that's getting all this attention. Um Gosh, I'm kind of out of breath. We're walking fast. Yeah, let's. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we won't walk at our normal pace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, there is this, there's a study out about these activity snacks. And I was cracking up when I saw it this morning because you and I have been talking about this for years. Yes, we've yes. been doing this. I have been big into this over the past couple of years because I have found that just little spurts of just getting some activity sometimes is good enough to keep me healthy. Like, it doesn't have to be this like hour-long thing, but just here and there. So what does the study say? Okay, so the study basically said that if you get up every 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and you move and you take a little bit of a walk or you stretch or you do something active, that basically it's been good for your health. So like blood pressure tends to go down, Mm -hmm. Um, insulin spikes after having lunch will go down. Um, Spoiler, you feel better about life in general. So basically just proved that humans need movement to be healthy, which is not like a huge shock. But like you said, to me, the big thing is that it doesn't have to be a really long period of time. So they found benefits anywhere from one minute to five minutes. And obviously, the more you moved, 
the better. The better. Yeah. I mean, I find that I feel best if I at least walk after every meal. And then sometimes, like you're right, if I know that I'm going to need to sit for, you know, an hour or something, like just after that hour, just get up and like do something, go clean the house or something or vacuum or something, and then just get back to what you're doing. Because I just find that like sitting for me, once you start doing it, it becomes like, I have to move a little. You just, you just, your body craves it. It's great. Well, and I just feel kind of flat. Just mentally, I feel mm-hmm. flat, which for what we do requires, you know, a certain amount of creativity. Yeah. So for me, I'd rather just get up and move. And so I take laps around our station yeah. all the time. Yes. And if, you know, and you and I will discuss how did the morning show go or, you know, what mm-hmm. where are we working on? Yeah. We do a lot of, what do you think of this if we're working on a project? I'd rather do it while walking around the block. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, I have had phone meetings with quite a few people over the past year. Like, yeah, I'm just going to walk while we chat. Is that okay? Like, okay, sure. Like, great. Because that's sitting for so long. It's just, you know, you, again, you just don't feel your best. Okay. So one of the, the hitches for some people is they feel like, especially if you have a desk job or some job where you're sitting, yeah. they don't want to be getting up all the time. Oh, I'm going for a walk. Cause people might equate yeah. going for a walk with just not, not working. Break, not now, working. the funny thing is, of course, you might come back and get twice as much done sure. as the guy who's sitting there. <laughs> um, so the, the key who's is actually like, shopping on Amazon <laughs> on the other tab on the computer. Yeah. We know who you are. We won't say names, but I know who you are. Um, but, but there are some hacks maybe to trying to, to fit it in. So mm-hmm. how would you think, that, like how would you counsel somebody to get a little bit more activity into the day if you only have maybe a couple of minutes here and there? You know, I would just say definitely do it after every meal. Like plan it in. So say you get a 30 minute break for lunch, you eat for 20 minutes, you walk for 10 minutes. Like I think that's, I think that's one of the easiest things is that always plan a walk around a meal. Because if you eat a snack, let's say, late morning, and you know, you can get a 15, 20 minute break, even if you just do five minutes walking around your office, Mm -hmm. just even just go down to like the bottom steps of your office or something, you know, if you work outside or downtown, like, and then just come right back, five, five minutes. Yeah. So I would say also you could attach it to something that nobody's gonna fault you for doing. Like mm. say, going to the bathroom. Nobody's gonna be like, wow, getting up to pee again, I see. <laughs> nobody's gonna say that. Yeah, you can, right? But what if you, on your bathroom break, go to the farthest bathroom in the building? Yes. So right? or go upstairs. Yes. It makes people in our building suspicious, number one. They're like, why are they up here in <laughs> our bathroom? That's true, that's true. But it also just gets you moving. So yeah. to your point, you could take the stairs, you could, um, you know, just get outside. Maybe yeah, I go to the different water coolers in our office because I'm like, oh, if I take that one, then I've got to go across here and come back. But then at least I get up and I move and I come back. Sure, it might only be 30 seconds to a minute or something, but better than going to the one that's right around the corner that takes 10 seconds. What I really want is to move my body for, you know, 30 seconds. Does the water in the sales department taste different? <laughs> it's much better than the one in the newsroom. <laughs> it's Perrier. It comes from the springs of eternal youth. No, it's not. Um, so that's pretty good. The other interesting thing in the study to me was that they uh, looked into whether or not things like standing desks really have that much oh, sure. impact, you know, because that's also become a habit. A big thing. A yeah. big, or not a habit, more of like, wow, I'm really out of breath. That's because you're doing most of the I, talking. And I'm, so I'm just like, I'm doing my walk because we're enjoying sunshine. Clearly, I'm not doing enough of these, these walking breaks. Uh, no, but they looked to see were things like standing desks having a huge impact and did 
uh, those like under the desk treadmills that people oh, have gotten okay, into. Sure. Are they good? And they didn't see a huge benefit from them. Interesting. That I thought was quite interesting. Well, you know, I feel like there's some, if you, if you think about it, there's some way that if you mimic what say our ancestors did what they probably did is they went out and they hunted together they would come back and they'd have to like peel the corn or they'd have to crush it. and so they'd have to kind of stand still but then they'd have to go up and get water you know like mm-hmm. it's that you know stillness but then with motion in between and not this constant like a rodent on a treadmill kind right. of thing you know um and so maybe that mimics it better maybe our bodies just respond to that better just Throwing that out there. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so we are now six minutes and 10 seconds into our walk break, our activity snack. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Look at all the stuff we just covered. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Sunshine, morning walk. And that's the other thing is I think one thing is to get out in that sunshine as soon as you can in the morning. That helps you sleep better at night to go to bed. Okay, so it just your circadian rhythm. Recapping, activity snacks, they've now got a cute little buzzy term. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. We, I, I, we do this pretty much every time in the office during the week. And you do it even before you get on the road. I do. I do. Every time I eat a meal, I try to walk for five minutes. And then if I have to drive a while, I've walked my five minutes. Now I can sit and then, you know, I'll do it again later. All right. Activity snacks, saving your life. (laughs) (laughs) It might be a little extreme. But you know what? Maybe not. It'll make you feel better. (laughs) It'll make you feel better. Take five minutes. You won't regret it. Big thanks to Eileen for joining me on that activity snack. You can always follow Eileen, by the way, on Instagram at The Wine Wife. And she actually talks about a lot of this kind of thing um, in her Instagram content. So you'll see her walks. Her walks are in a vineyard. They're a little prettier than what we did together. (laughs) But any walk is a good walk, right? If you are an employer, you may have also been getting a lot of flack these days for the amount of meetings that people are sitting through. And one of the things that you see people pushing back on is, do we need to have a meeting on this? Maybe the better question is, do we need to have a meeting in front of Zoom or sitting inside? Maybe, especially if it's a one-on-one conversation, maybe you can take that meeting on the road. I find that walking is super disarming with people. And if you have to have a hard conversation, sometimes that movement tempers the words a little bit. And that might be a way for both sides to maybe have a little bit of common ground while tracking on ground. So it is time now to tell you what I'm listening to this week. It is snacky, (laughs) meaning very short. And I think it'll give you a boost in mental energy as well. So we'll continue with our theme. It is a podcast called Before Breakfast. It is hosted by time management guru and author Laura Vanderkam. Laura has written books like 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think, and I Know How She Does It. Her latest book is called Tranquility by Tuesday. It's fabulous, by the way. It's what I'm reading right now. And Before Breakfast is her daily podcast. They're very short essays, never more than five or six minutes. And the basic theme of the show is how you can get more time and enjoyment and productivity out of your day. So recent episodes included um, Let Santa Take You Out for Dinner. That was the title of one. And it was a reminder about using holiday gift cards, especially in January where you're feeling a little broke after the holidays. And then there was another one that I really thought was fabulous as well. It's called, Are You Still Who You Say You Are? And that was about checking your online bios to make sure that your bio is remotely up to date and that your photos actually are somewhat current and reflect the real you. (laughs) 
I always get a nugget out of Laura's podcast whenever I listen to them. And you can binge a bunch of them in a row, obviously, since they're so short. And I'm hoping to have her on the Dynast podcast sometime soon. So that is my recommendation before breakfast, available on all the major podcast platforms. Our review this week was an unintended compliment. It is from Mama Burn on Apple Podcasts. And it said, thank you, Edie and Michelle. Very inspirational. Bullying is real. It was referring to episode 173 with Michelle Bandour about her triathlon group for girls and about the TED Talk that she gave about being bullied by a news viewer. Um, Unfortunately, Mama Byrne, I think, mistook me for my TV colleague Edie Lambert, which is, by the way, a total compliment in my book. So I will take it. A compliment for the show is a compliment from the show. So thank you, Mama Byrne. I appreciate it. And I would love it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening to the show right now. And then if you could also screenshot this episode and share it with someone you think would enjoy learning about activity snacks, that would be super helpful too, because that, friends, is how podcasts grow. You just got to water them every once in a while. This is the Dying Task Podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and we'll see you next time.